Welcome to The Joy Factor, a podcast dedicated to helping you create a path to joyful living each and every day. We're sharing inspiration from real people combined with practical tools you can use to unleash the playful and joyful spirit already inside you. Now, here's your host, therapist, life coach, and yoga teacher, Julie Hansen. Hello and welcome to the Joy Factor podcast. My guest today is Judy Buchanan. Judy is an entrepreneur, a certified medical Reiki master, public speaker, retired U.S. Army soldier, wife, and mother of two. Her passion is to empower women to safely release trauma, anxiety, grief, and pain so that they can feel better and thrive. Judy provides Reiki treatments, Reiki classes, she supports holistic workshops and retreats, as well as providing lectures to educate her community. And I knew when I met her and got to know her a little bit that she was just exactly the type of guest that we wanted to have on The Joy Factor. So I really am looking forward to talking to her. So welcome, Judy. I'm glad you're here. Can can we start by having you just talk a little bit about why is it that you're so passionate about being a certified medical Reiki master? Thank you so much for having me today. Um, and I would like to start out with why I'm so passionate about it is because I've been through my own healing journey. And I know that it can support others in a very caring, non-evasive, non-intrusive way. So my background includes uh, quite a few of different illnesses that I had during my 30s and and also in my 20s, in which I was under a lot of stress, as you mentioned, mother, wife, active duty military, also going to school at the same time. I'm sure many people on the podcast can relate to that stress level. And in being under so much stress, I started to have a lot of different health issues, as I mentioned, gastrointestinal issues, heart palpitations, off balance. Uh, and then because of all those different things going on, I also had uterine issues. I had six surgeries. So quite a lot of trauma occurred from the, the surgery pieces. Although I love Western medicine and it does phenomenal work, one of the things that occurred to me was that I wasn't getting everything that I needed and I needed to find another way to help myself heal um, through all the, the stress that I was experiencing, the health issues that I was experiencing. So I tried a variety of holistic practices on this journey of healing. And when I came to experience Reiki for the first time, I had never known about it. And actually, it was my massage therapist who recommended it to me. And I'm like, what's that? And so I I went for the very first time, and I could feel the energy moving in my body and, and the movement of release happening. And I actually got off the table and said to the practitioner, oh my gosh, this was phenomenal. I need to learn this. And that really began my journey of exploring specifically the practice of Reiki. 
And here I am now, very, very passionate about helping others release their trauma, release their emotions that they carry in their body. Because as we know, we have a physiological response to emotions, energy and motion, if you will. And with that physiological response, there's a chemical reaction. And that leads to basically us carrying the issues in our tissues. So I'm really passionate about Reiki specifically for for one particular reason. And that is, is that it's so safe, so non-invasive, and it has no contraindications. So it can be used in a variety of settings with all types of ailments, because what we're helping others to do is get into that space of healing within the body. Do you want to tell us a little bit more just briefly about that space of healing and I understand what you're talking about because you gave me a Reiki session and I can attest to the fact that it made me feel safe. I could feel the energy. It really was a grounding and relaxing experience. What would someone expect if they came to you, though, and you were in the, they didn't know a single thing about Reiki? How would you explain what what they might expect? Sure. It's a deep relaxation technique that allows people to move in their nervous system to the heal, digest, rest aspect. So let me explain that a little bit further. So we're constantly responding to the world around us, and how we respond is through our nervous system. That's the subtle energy of the body that that we have moving through us on a constant basis. What can happen to people though, is they have a trauma in their life or they're just stressed out with everything that's been going on. And as I said earlier, we have a chemical reaction within our body and that's happening with our nervous system as well. So there's two aspects. There's the sympathetic aspect, which is your fight, flight, or freeze. And then there's the parasympathetic aspect, which is the heal, digest, rest. Notice the heal, digest, rest. So what can happen to us is we can get into this space of being stuck on in the sympathetic aspect of fight, flight, or freeze. And that's when people say, oh, I am so stressed out. Well, what that does is that when we're stuck on in that arena, we don't move over to the heal, digest, rest. Notice the heal part of that. So we actually have to get into a space of healing for our body to do what it's designed to do, which is heal itself. So how does Reiki help do that? So Reiki, as I said earlier, is a deep relaxation technique using light touch. So a person that would come to me, first of all, they would get a full explanation. But secondly, how it would work is they would either lay on a massage table, fully clothed, or sit in a chair fully clothed. And it's through light touch that we start moving into that space of relaxation, When we have healthy light touch, there's a hormone that's released called oxytocin. It's called the love hormone or the cuddle hormone. So all human beings need this. In fact, there were studies across the board and even in Russia with young with young babies that didn't thrive because they weren't touched. So especially in our society today, we need healthy touch. So Reiki is a very light touch or or no touch, because again, we're working with the subtle energy systems of the body to bring you into a deep state of relaxation so that you can do your own self-healing, which is what we all do. In any healing arena, whether it's um, Western medicine or in any of the practices that you would consider complementary or alternative, all of those people and organizations are facilitating your healing. 
you actually have to do the healing. Your body has to do that work. And if you're constantly in a state of stress, you're not getting the healing done that you need to get done. So when somebody comes to me, I would explain a little bit about what they would be experiencing within their body. When they, when I practice Reiki, sometimes people feel cold, sometimes they feel warmth, sometimes they feel a little tingling, Um, their muscles might twitch a little bit, that's a releasing process. But what we're doing as we get you into that state of deep relaxation, your subtle energy systems, if you will, begin to relax too, and open up so that you can release what you are carrying. And mainly, this is a primarily related to your emotions, which create those chemical reactions in the body. And as we said earlier, our issues live in our tissues. So we start to move those emotions from the body. And as you do so, as you release and you let go, that allows for your body to do the healing that it needs to do on its own. Great. So that I love what you're saying, that reminder of kind of waking up our ability to trust that we're capable of doing our own healing, and that we don't have to depend on, you know, just the resources outside of us. It isn't just about the doctor or the massage therapist, or that, you know, modality of treatment, but just really sort of waking up trust. And how powerful is that? And I think that that is, you know, really a theme that seems to run through all of the guests that I've spoken with. And each of them has sort of their own unique view on what that looks like and how it manifests in their life and in their work. So how do you define your joy factor? So my joy factor is embracing life on a daily basis. And I, I'm the kind of person that really does believe that gratitude facilitates happiness and being grateful for what I have and the people that surround me helps me to be even happier. Generally, I'm a optimistic, happy kind of person, but I'm human. And like every human, I go through all the different phases of emotion, sadness, grief, hate, anger, and, and fear, fear of the unknown. But when I get into those places, um, I've become more aware of my own feelings. And I think that's a critical factor in, in creating our own joy is understanding what we're feeling for ourselves and then helping ourselves move out of that emotion. Not that we're not supposed to experience the emotion, because I think a lot of people actually fight against it, which kind of keeps it in place. We are supposed to experience the wide spectrum of emotions. It's just letting it move through us and, and kind of drop behind us or let go of it as a part of the process as opposed to holding on to it. And so when that happens for me, let's say I get into something that is really upset me and I start ruminating about it. Um, one of the things that I'll do to help myself get that joy factor back is I'll distract myself with something that makes me feel joyful. So I have my jam, my music jam that I'll put on, or I'll watch something that makes me laugh. That distraction gets me out of that rumination or that like constant thought of, why did that happen to me? Or why am I feeling this way? So uh, that's how I get my uh, joy factor back is by doing those type of things. And, And joy for me in general is just, it's being grateful for every day that I have here and thankful for what I have in general. 
So if one of our listeners is thinking, okay, Judy Buchanan, that sounds great, but I'm stuck. And I just don't even know where to begin. Like, it sounds good. I believe what you're saying, but I don't know how that could apply to me. Can you offer one little tip on the very smallest step, just the tiniest thing that somebody who might be struggling could do to begin to lift up toward what you're talking about, toward this ability to stop and notice the feelings and to be able to kind of have a, you know, your own self-care kit? Like what would be one thing that uh, might be helpful for somebody or, or that's helped you really just remember to take a tiny step toward uh, what you said about gratitude facilitating happiness? So I would f- first say, take a breath. So for me, anxiety, fear, those have been really significant factors in my life. And what I recognized was I needed to breathe. I needed just to take a moment, the simplest little thing to recognize, okay, what's going on inside of me? So when I see say breathe, I really mean take a moment and do a nice long inhale, whether that's a count of four, count of six, whatever feels right for you, and then a nice long exhale. And, you know, ideally it would be nice to do that like four or five times over. And, but it's, it's just taking that moment to actually breathe because I never used to breathe. It was shallow breathing all the time. So that would just be one little step to start raising yourself from that emotion that you're feeling. Because here's why breathing is so important. It's because when we take these long, deep breaths, we are actually affecting the physiology of the body. So remember how I was talking about the sympathetic and the parasympathetic aspects of the nervous system. So the sympathetic, the aspect of being in that state of fear or that state of emotion that is so intense, state of stress. So when we take a nice, long, deep breath, it's actually changing the dynamic in the brain that's happening at that moment. It's saying to the brain, okay, since I'm taking this nice, long, deep breath, I must be safe enough to take the breath. So the brain is actually reacting to that nice, long, deep breath And it's helping us get into that state of being able to recognize what's going on for ourselves. And that's why it's so important to learn how to breathe again. We do it naturally when we wake up in the morning, our belly goes in and out as we did when we were young. But as the day goes on, we breathe, lots of people breathe shallow. And I was one of those people. That's excellent. And I think, and that's breathing is free. It is unlimited energy and potential, and it also has to be practiced when the situation is not happening. <laughs> so, <laughs> and that's the catch, right? Like there has to be a little bit of reflection when there's not something intense happening. But then just to remember, okay, even just four nice deep breaths, and very interesting what you're saying about the physiological impact of that, because it's, it is so fascinating. The more that you learn about breathing, the more there is to learn and the more that you really can sort of unlock the power of it. All right. So Judy, do you have a joy role model? 
Is there some person or some, a quote or something that you think that, you know, it might be helpful for our listeners or that's been helpful to you in your own life? Well, I do have a joy role model, and that is my father. Um, and he had, he's actually passed on. He, he passed in the 90s, but he was silly and funny and took life with a grain of salt. You know, he would always say, don't worry, be happy. But I, I do have a quote that I think would be impactful for others. And that's, your task is not to seek love, but merely to seek and find all the barriers within yourself that you have built against it. And that's by Rumi. And so it's helping ourselves to understand the barriers that we've created for ourselves, because happiness is a choice. I know it's challenging to think in that way sometimes, but it truly is. It's it's a choice. We can wake up in the morning and be happy and grateful for what we have right here in the moment. And um, so it's it's finding that space that makes sense for us to make that choice and to alleviate the burdens that we've been carrying. You know, so like with Reiki, one of the things that I love about it is we're I like to say that people are kind of like onions. We have layers and layers to us. And so with Reiki, what we're doing is we're helping to facilitate moving a layer off of what somebody's been carrying so that they're lighter and so that they can get into that space of joy and happiness because they're not carrying as much as they were previously. So they're not as burdened as much. But my my person is definitely my dad because he taught me through life to embrace life. And you can do anything you set your mind to. Um, But the other thing that I would say for joy factor in general that I like to use is I have a jam and I have a book as well. I have a jam, which is the pep me up jam. And there's several songs on there. I have Feeling Good by Michael Buble, Brave by uh, Sarah Bareilles. I have We Are Family by Sister Sledge, You're Not Alone by Marie Miller, Happy by Pharrell Williams, Good to Be Alive by Andy Grammer, and then Rise by Katy Perry. And then I do have a a couple of online resources that I like to go to as well to get my uh, joy factor back, my happiness factor. And I, I follow Carrie Samuels, Intuitive Counselor and Happiness Coach. And then I love James Corden's uh, Carpool Karaoke. He cracks me up. So when I'm having one of those sessions, as I talked about earlier, perhaps where I'm ruminating or going through my own junk, because we all have junk, I'll go to watch one of those Carpool Karaoke's and I just laugh. And I think that's really important is to do things that help us, distract us to get back into that space of, of joyful, joyfulness. And I will say one other thing. I do have a favorite book that I'd like others to take a look at, too. It's called The Traveler's Gift by Andy Andrews, and it's seven decisions that determine personal success. And there are seven decisions in there. I won't give away what those seven decisions are, but I will tell you the one that resonates as part of this discussion today. And it says, today I will choose to be happy. And he uses uh, historical figures in this book. Uh, And that historical figure for today I will choose to be happy is Anne Frank. It's really profound. And it's basically, he has another quote that goes with that. Our very lives are fashioned by choice. First we make choices, then our choices make us. So let's choose to be happy. 
Beautiful. So good. Thank you for sharing so many wonderful resources. Really important to make space for it. But I think also, and what you're bringing to the table here and and to the community is really this idea of a team. And I think that we need to just spend a second on that because it really is books, online resources, songs, like there's so many things out there. If we really stop and decide, all right, I'm going to amp up my joy factor. I'm going to have a little box of things that I can go to and kind of be aware of that. But then there's this other piece of, but I also need my team. I need to know that there are people around me that will support me and affirm me and sometimes guide me. And that is, you know, one of the things that really strikes me about you is that you really are a facilitator. You really are a teacher that has so much to offer for folks that are looking to really get to that place where they can heal and where they can, because that's what has to happen. Like there has to be some healing and a little bit of space created so that you can hop back on over to where you belong, which is in a space where you can grab onto your own joy and your own happiness. And one of the things that I hadn't brought up yet with there's several um, specialties that I have within the practice of Reiki. And one of the areas that we hadn't discussed was childbirth. So I work with trauma in general. And as, as you mentioned earlier, um, one of the other areas that's important to me is uh, the areas that I've already been familiar with, which is first responders, people who run into danger. Um, the second area is being in the hospital. As a U.S. Army soldier, I was a medical service corps officer. And so I was in the Army Medical Department for more than 20 years. So being in a hospital setting, and that's the medical aspect of what I do. But the thing that I wanted to bring up right now is sacred childbirth with Reiki. And what that is about is helping women who are either trying to conceive or have conceived release any trauma associated with with birthing um, or any trauma that they've had in relation to their own birth or any kind of sexual trauma as well. It's a really beautiful process of helping women get into that space of healing. And as I mentioned earlier, release those burdens that they're carrying in their tissues emotionally so that they can be prepared to either conceive or to have a more empowered and peaceful childbirth. Not only are we supporting the mother, but also the partner can get involved as well. And then most importantly, the child that's coming into the world. So if we think about birth in general, and we think about how when a child is inside the womb and how the child can feel and understand and is receiving all the signals from the mother, if the mom is stressed out all the time, that's also going to impact the child that's coming into the world. And so if we can help the mom get to a place and empower the mom where she can be in that state of relaxation, not that that's something constant, but if we can release that trauma, we can release some of what has occurred in her life up until that point and facilitate her getting into that healing space, how much more empowered will she be for that birth 
as well as that child coming into the world. We're setting them both up for success. So that's an area that we hadn't talked about uh, in general, but something that can be really empowering for the mother and for the father too, because they're a part of this process too. So that's an area that I wanted to just focus on as part of this discussion that, that I think people should know about because we're impacting not just one person, two and three people, you know, the the mother, the child and the spouse. And so, and I'm glad you brought that up because that is one of the very fascinating areas that, you know, we've talked about. So when would somebody contact you? Would they contact you if they were having trouble getting pregnant? Would they contact you to help with the delivery? Like just... What would that look like? How would somebody know how you could help them? So specifically surrounding birth, if someone is trying to conceive, absolutely. Because again, we're wanting to release and let go of any of those emotional burdens they they might be carrying that could be keeping them in that state of stress and therefore not necessarily facilitating the the con- conception part. Not to say that there could be other health issues associated with it. I am not a a doctor or a nurse. Let's be very clear on that. But any stress associated in, in, in the person's life can be contributing to them not being able to conceive. So prior to conception, they could contact me. If they've already conceived, then in preparation for birth, I'm not a doula, nor am I, uh, nor am I a midwife. What my job is in this process if you are pregnant, is to help you release any of the trauma that you've experienced related to birthing, if you've already had children, or to your own birth, or if there was any kind of trauma in in that area of your life, um, sexual trauma. So when we let go of all of that, then we're moving forward in a space of, again, less carrying less burden, so less stress, which then impacts the baby that's in the womb. Now, because I've also been trained as a medical Reiki practitioner, what the medical aspect of that is, is that I could actually support the person in the hospital setting going through the birth. So sacred childbirth with Reiki is in preparation of birthing. So it's providing skill sets as well as releasing trauma prior to birth. But should somebody go into the hospital and they're about to have a baby, absolutely, I can help them get into that state of healing and relaxation while they're actually giving birth. And again, I'm not a doula. I would work in collaboration with a doula. I would work in collaboration with a midwife. Or if you're in a hospital setting, I would be there and work in collaboration with the medical professionals. It's it's part of being an a community. It's part of being as part of a team. And, um, and as I said, this practice is complementary, non-invasive, uh, and no contraindications. That's why there's many hospitals that are offering Reiki as an, an additional tool, VA centers, hospice. So because they understand that when people get into a more relaxed state and they're not wigged out, then they're able to do their self-healing more efficiently. Yes, and I appreciate you kind of clarifying that. So we're not saying that Reiki is the end-all be-all and that you should stop, you know, going to see your medical provider. This is more of a complementary tool to add to your toolbox. 
So really, this is all about helping people get closer to connecting with their own joy. So how can our listeners find you? And are there any special programs or offerings that you want to make sure we know about? So how listeners can find me is on my webpage is probably the best way to go. And it's www.judy.com. So Judy, thank you so much. I will have judy-buchanan.com listed on the Joy Factor podcast website. So you will know how to get a hold of Judy. And I can't thank you enough for coming in today. Thanks so much. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Thank you for listening to The Joy Factor. For more information, visit www.thejoyfactorpodcast.com.